I was so pleased I called Stan Tequila uh, earlier today to see if he could uh, join me. And uh, by the way, Stan is a he's a naturalist, a photographer. He gives he gives tours of where bears are and birds are and bees are. And uh, he has a uh, he has his newest book that we would be mostly interested in is Midwest Birding Companion. And uh, but I think he has a, a birding book for every state in the union. I was looking through him and, and Stan, welcome back to the Drive Time News Hour. Hi, Jack. How are you doing today? Good. Do you have a, a Hawaii book? So the two states that I have not done bird books for are Hawaii <laughs> and Nevada. Oh, okay. Well, And the, re- the reason why Nevada is because there's just not enough people in the state for the publisher to put the money into it to make it happen. This article that you uh, have on naturesmart.com uh, on uh, osprey migration, uh, osprey and and peregrine falcons are my two favorite birds. Number three are pelicans, but that's another story. Uh, and and you mentioned <laughs> both of them. What a fascinating story about the osprey and and, and their their migration. And, and tell our listeners which bird the osprey is. So the osprey is an interesting bird in that it's a large raptor, and I you know I. Here at the Nature Center, we always like to kind of uh, have fun with the kids, and I always ask them, you know, is a osprey a type of hawk or is it a type of eagle? And, of course, invariably we always get some of them that say, you know, hawk, and some of them say eagle and like that. And then I always, of course, say it's neither. It's an osprey. It's it's not. So it's not a hawk and it's not an eagle. It is in its family all its own. It has no unique, has no relatives, no uh, living relatives. And it's really just an interesting uh, bird in that it's unique in that it uh, plunges uh, feet first into the water, going after uh, fish. It's a uh, it's a fish specialist, meaning it, it it hunts mainly fish. And this was a species that was pretty much wiped out from most areas. Uh, early 1900s, it was shot because it was seen as competition for fish uh, with us because they for they were eating our fish. How dare they? You know, <laughs> and. Uh, the bird was reintroduced back in the 80s and 90s and is now doing very well across uh, uh, most of the uh, United States. It does really well in Florida, uh, places where there's lots of water. Uh, here in uh, in the Dakotas and Minnesota, they do really well here also. Now, so so it's, a, it's a fascinating bird. Is it hovering? Is that is that what they call it when it hovers before it dives? Yes. So it has the ability to turn face into the wind and then kind of stall its flight and go and, and match its forward speed against the, the wind. And so, therefore, it, it stays still. Um, so without wind, it, it cannot hover. Uh, the only bird that can truly hover is a hummingbird. Um, no other birds can actually truly hover. So they're, they're hovering by, by kind of looking or flying into the wind. What's another unique thing that the ospreys have is that they have a – oil droplet in the uh, rods and cones in their eyes that gives their vision uh, like a polarizing effect, like wearing polarized sunglasses. And this allows them to look into the water and see what, you know, what's in there, see the fish that are in there. And so, I mean, wouldn't that be cool to have? It'd be like having polarized sunglasses on all the time. It'd be pretty darn neat. We're going to uh, run out of time here. Uh, tell our listeners about the, uh, about the migration and, well, 
That's the question yeah. right there. Yeah, it's an interesting bird, uh, interesting question, and it's quite in-depth, actually. But this bird will migrate all the way down. A lot of times it'll go down as far as Florida. Sometimes it go Central and South America also. Uh, and this bird migrates on its own. It doesn't go with a partner or anything like that. And then will spend its winters there and then turn around and come back up to where it was nesting the previous year. So oftentimes, you know, you see these nests, and you, you wonder, I wonder if that's the same ones from last year, last year, and chances are it is the same. And I find it interesting that the the adults just leave their kid, who, who uh, yeah. you know, until it learns that's how actually, to fly. Yeah, that's actually fairly common in the in the natural world. The uh, the young have just learned how to fly; they're just out of the nest, and and then uh, typically speaking, the the adult males migrate first. Uh, adult females kind of follow up afterwards, and then the juveniles uh, go on their own. And so, and I find that absolutely fascinating. How do they know where to go? How do they know when they've gotten there, they're in the right place, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Boy, isn't it something? Stan Tequila, T-E-K-I-E-L-A, and Midwest Birding Companion is uh, something you should look for. And thank you very much. I hope you can join us again in a couple of weeks. Sounds good, Jack. Talk to you then. Stan Tequila, naturesmart.com.